Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here and with me, as always... It's Adam Knox here. End of show. Yeah, yeah that's when we just you. introduce ourselves. Yeah, we just go, hey, we're still here, as yeah. always. Mm. Yeah, See yeah, you yeah. later. you got to do that. On just the socials, in. pop in every now and yeah. then. People yep. forget who you are. Just yep. mark ourselves as safe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, move on. That's a good point. This might be the last one we do in person for a little bit. Yeah. Who fucking knows, eh? Yeah. We're back yeah. in. If you don't live in Melbourne uh, or Australia, there's... More COVID cases and shit here have kicked off. Barely anyone here has the vaccine yet. So, mm, yeah. um, Tommy Dasselo marked himself as rapidly losing marbles <laughs> during <laughs> the great lockdown speculation of May 2021. I know, we're getting it again. It's yep. all, it's such a deja vu, but we'll see. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. We'll do it online. If not, we'll do, we've done Zoom before. Yeah. Mm. God damn it, we'll do it again. Yes. The only thing worse than a COVID lockdown would be having a COVID lockdown narrated by a British man the entire <laughs> way through. <laughs> For some reason that yeah. I don't understand. I, I think I know the reason. We'll get into it. Yeah, I mean, those chief medical officers, i got to be honest, as far as I'm concerned, they're up there speaking gibberish. <laughs> what I didn't need is, uh, yeah, a guy over the top of them going, he thinks that you should brace yourself for more cases in oh, the next few days. You condescending fuck. You think I can't intuit what means? Tommy's going to spend a lot of money on Uber Eats in the next week, (laughs) so conserve your resources. That's it. That's the most offensive thing about a game that we'll be talking about soon. The Mm -hmm. assumption... Biomutant. Biomutant. Mm -hmm. The assumption that we don't all speak fluent rat gibberish (laughs) is just, honestly, (laughs) do better. Yeah. Yeah. Do better, makers of Biomutant. My assumption, why don't we just get into Biomutant? Yeah. What is it? It's one minute into the episode. (laughs) We'll fucking, for once... Jump into game. This yep. is the re- a real sign of the end of days, isn't it? Us not faffing around for 15 <laughs> minutes up the top of the we show. We don't have time. There's a lockdown coming in a few hours, potentially. Mm. Yeah, We've got to yeah. just rush through this. Mm. Biomutant, yeah, it's got some good ideas, but uh, there's some that are really crazy ideas. Bad. Uh, middle middle game. Yes. End of, end of show again. End of I'm episode. here to get out of here for some reason. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, the last time we might be able to do this in person for ages. Yeah, come on, wrap Let's it up. race through it. No, I just want to get home and get back on Zoom. <laughs> so, so Biomutant, a game developed by a bunch of developers who left Avalanche? I think so, yes. Who developed Just Cause, um, the Mad Max game that I loved, yeah. and some other stuff, probably. Yeah, I reckon. Um, published just by THQ cause. Nordic. Just cause. Just cause. Just cause. Why, yeah. you, why, why are you playing that? Just cause. Yeah. What are you playing? Just cause. Which was the best thing about that game is you were just flying around blowing shit up just cause. Just like that cause. Was, yeah. Right. One, that was like the point of it. You had just cause to say just cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of lettuce do I like? Just cause. Oh, oh really? Mm. Wow. That's very narrow minded. <laughs> missing yeah. out on Rocket. I hate Rocket actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> Here he goes. Nah. The stare, the thousand yard stare. Mm-hmm. What kind of? Uh, <laughs> what do you wish the Titanic? No, no, no. Seen? <laughs> what kind of uh, three women musical oh. group with violins do I like? Just cause. Yes, 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 there yes. you go. Took yeah. too yeah. long, yeah. but mm. it, I got there. Yeah. So you know. That should be like an unlockable. Fast forward if you didn't like the amount of time I was singing for. <laughs> Skip. Remember when unlockables in games were like kind of funny? Like they'd be like gag. Things in games. Having played Shadow Man recently, right. there were a bunch of cheats you could get where it's like, play as a dog and that right. sort of thing where right. it was just yeah. like uh, no no benefit, just I was, a fun little thing. I was mm. listening to Big a podcast about uh, Wave Race 64 and the subsequent GameCube follow-up recently mm. yeah. where they were talking about in the GameCube one, there was a cheat that was kind of laid dormant for ages. People only found this relatively recently mm. where if you put a code in, the announcer voice in the game turns really sarcastic. 
So it's like every move you do, it's like, yeah, good one. Okay. Yeah, you really did bad there, didn't you? And it's like, oh. that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if you took that fun idea of having an annoying voice play over the top of your game yeah. and made an entire game wrapped around that what idea? What if you took the idea of playing as a dog and made an entire game out of that <laughs> yeah. idea? Mm. So by But anyway, uh, it would have been good to see that make a comeback in the Just Cause games if you mm-hmm. entered a little code, if you could have every time you blow up a base, you just hear you're forgiven, not forgotten, playing. <laughs> <laughs> playing as you like hang glide your way to safety. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like it. Pretty yeah. cool. Change pretty the cool. vibe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, these people they left Avalanche in 2015. Right. Uh, so that was around the time Mad Max was coming out. I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was. And Just Cause Three would have been the next year, maybe. Yep. Um, right. So they they got out of there, and since then they've been making this game Biomutant. Yes. I feel like it's been around for ages. I remember it being announced and shown. Like basically, what is the intro to this game now? They showed six years ago. Yeah. yeah. So yep. like pretty much soon as they existed, they were like, guess what? Biomutant. I found a thing. It, it leaked in like a scan from a magazine before it had been announced. There right. was just like right. the, now the like promo image of the little. The little uh, raccoon guy. The little mm. raccoon guy. Who, yeah, it, it's kind of weird because you don't, you make your own little character. Like, mm. you don't really play as him. Yeah. So you start off doing it. It's a, it's like an open world action kind of semi RPG, but just stats on a, on a kind of um, third person combat. Yep. Slashing Real, and yeah. Shooting Real time combat. Yeah. But with like, yeah, skill tree, sort of skill tree stuff. Yeah. Stat you're, building. You're getting like new little powers. combos that are all quite yeah. simple and you're, you're doing crafting and making better loot and stuff, but it's not RPG in the way of like, there's not really much interaction or character building in terms of plot to do. Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. But there is in terms of at the very start, you go through, you pick like a class and yeah. then mm-hmm. you pick like skills to special. It's got all that sort of stuff. And that changes the way your character looks, which is a cool idea. So yes. based on whether you are faster, you might have longer legs. And if you're smarter, you've got a bigger head and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I really like the character creation stuff. And it does indicate like it is going to be an RPG. That's mm. what I thought. I was like, because I just played Mass Effect, you know, right. and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like classes and stats and... There is di- like there's dialogue selections in the game, but they're there's irrelevant and a they're very same, light, basically. light and dark, a very uh, yeah surface level seeming kind of um, good or bad choice. If this system. description sounds kind of like jumbled and has too many ideas in it, yeah, that's reflective of the game. It's it's kind of hard to describe because it's like little bits and pieces of a bunch of good games. They've thrown yeah. a lot of stuff at this, and mm. it kind of ends up having that what's that saying like why does an ocean shallow as a puddle type of feeling mm-hmm. yep where you're it it all ends up being collectathon type stuff and assassin's creed style mm-hmm. go into this fort and fight these people but it's all you're doing the same basic thing you're either moving from one place to another or fighting some people and, and that's kind of like, all games when you boil them down at some point yeah. Yeah. there's just no motivation to do them in this game other than a quite nice looking environment yeah i've been reading a lot of reviews of this game cuz i'm sort of like i don't know how to feel about it. And I've been mm. seeing a lot of pushback in the comments. Surprisingly, you know, a large amount of people who have been waiting for six years, expecting right. this to be great, and have the sort of pre-existing impression that it's really good. Mm. And they're sort of like jumping in the comments being like, this review complains about, you know, re- repetitious, you know, open world stuff. But every every open world game is like that. And it's hard to... It's like, well, okay, top level criticism of of the criticism you're correct yeah but when you play it you re- it's like it's maybe it's just not fun enough or something it's just sort of boring in this yeah it feels right, I mean, a little janky and it feels a little weird and you can say like oh every movie is just shots of people saying things right but some are better than others and it's, yeah it's exactly like yeah you're right the, or every game boils down to that but most the good ones do a better job of disguising it of just, tricking you into like forgetting that you're just doing a task again and again and again and again. I yeah. think the thing that makes it stand out in this too is that the quality is patchy. It's not yeah. that it's bad all the time. It's that it wildly swings yeah. between I'm having quite a lot of fun right now to this fucking sucks. Well, let's yeah. talk about the fun things. Because yeah. I think, Ben, what you're saying, those comments, I yes. think what's actually going on there is that they're saying, 
you know, sure, you may be saying that the open world is boring and repetitive, but what you haven't factored in is that the little rats are sexy and I want to fuck them. <laughs> I think that's what's going on with anyone who's yeah. going in really to bat with this game before it's now, come out. You're yeah. telling me that it's quite boring to walk from one objective to another when they're basically the same objective, but you're looking at that rat's sweet, sweet little <laughs> ass the entire time. So I don't quite understand where the problem yeah. is. You hate to see the fetch quest, but you love to see him walk <laughs> there. Yeah. trying to piece that together in my head. I don't know. If I nailed it, but I felt like I was going to have a stroke. <laughs> that's, that's the right direction. Sure. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. The 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 moving around the world and the world looks nice, and the combat uh, can often be quite enjoyable. Yes. Going and exploring these little ruins, you're in like sort of a. Let's post, talk about what this is. Yeah, it's post-apocalyptic world. world, and it's all little kind of like little vermin creatures that have become. Uh, like the yeah. dominant life form Yeah, various right. forms of mutation But it's like a lot mm. of like Yeah, just wreckages of towns and stuff And yeah. then big sort of mutant things attacking you And yeah, various different sort of like Otters and rats and stuff mm. That are kind of humanised Yeah, it's difficult to get a real good handle on it Early on because The the way it's presented is very confusing mm. Like you get a lot of strange nouns Thrown at you But yeah, you're like a bunch of little rats And then there's some meat eaters who roam around And they're dangerous And then there's like some world ending mm. Big animals that are dangerous as well There's a tree of life that's trying to bring the world back But there's some big animals that are trying to Wreck the world again Yep, Humans are long long gone but their cities there are Sort of torn down version. Yeah, of the yeah. And you early on, you are uh, one of your earliest uh, kind of missions is going and picking a tribe to align yourself with, and that again, that that sort of reeks to me of one of those things where whichever one you choose doesn't really make too much of a difference to what you're going to be doing no. in the game. It, could, it just feels like one of them, one of the tribes, is like. We should let the world eaters just destroy everything and start again. And the other one is like, no, we should try and have unity. And it's like, mm. I bet whether I pick the 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 peaceful ones or the evil ones, it's just going to end up being the same stuff. You're either turning the, the green areas yellow or the yellow areas green. Yeah, yeah. That I think is, the ending's yeah. different. Sure, right. but yeah. sort of the, the in terms of what you're, mechanically yeah. it doesn't really change anything. But yes. so then, what you're doing either way is going around an open world and finding little interesting bits, and maybe you'll get a little quest to be like, "Go get us some wood, please," mm. or maybe you'll get more interesting quests that are like, "Go into this area and explore, please, please." <laughs> Very polite game. Yeah. Well, well, if you pick pick the nice tribe, yeah, if you pick the bad <laughs> tribe. They're like, "Fucking go and look into this." Area. Why haven't you done that yet? Cunt. Move it. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, fuckhead. Go kill. Do the same combat puzzle, but in the other place. Not really puzzles, but there's just little. In some missions, you get little arenas where it's like, oh, mm. there's um, a thing in the corner here. Maybe we need to get the big guy to charge into that. And mm-hmm. Small stuff, but the main enjoyable part of this is the same sort of thing that you get from like a Mad Max mm. of big open world. Go around and tick off all the boxes in a calming way. Yes. If you're If you're just relaxing and doing that... It's quite fun, and I'm, yeah. I'm finding it engaging in that way because it looks nice enough. It plays it's a cool okay. World. Yeah, the mm. environment looks nice. There's yeah. sort of scale things of like you're a very small animal and like a giant ruined bridge. Yep. Like visually, that stuff's all really executed quite well. And it's just not like it, it is sometimes fun to go around and tick off those boxes, yes. collect all the stuff. You know, mm. like it's it's no worse. In that sense, or in any sense, I feel like, then Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I just played. Right. And find the story to be a little shallow and the characterization a little shallow, but mechanically and visually very fun. Right. And it's it just it doesn't quite have that same level of polish because you can tell that this yeah. is a team who is making a game against the odds. It really mm. feels like this game fell apart five times and they like they nearly fucked it a bunch of... Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I, you really so, get that feeling like this is an old car with an engine that's about to get yeah. out, but, oh, boy, it'll just get you there. It feels it feels really nice to move around in, too. Like, just the, yeah, just the pure exploration. I love the animation of when you go from walking to sprinting. Yeah, Your little rabbit guy going onto all fours and yeah. galloping along. It's yep. cool, and there's... there's a lot of cool ideas and, yeah, we the three of us have been talking about this a bit during the week in our group chat. The, my biggest issue with it is just the tone of it is just all over the place. Yep. And for what you're saying about it falling apart and then, you know, reassembling yeah. it a few times, I think this is where it really shows that because it's somewhere between kind of being like a street sharks, like Ninja Turtles kind mm. of like goofy mutant animals thing mm. and then it's got this sort of 
action movie comic book like effects where when you're in combat little bits of like text will appear like in sound effects and mm-hmm. all that stuff, stuff. above mm-hmm. characters heads and like then, your special move you just did the name of it will go right yeah all that kind it. of stuff yeah. and then the third element is this like incredibly like earnest um storyline of like the tree of life uniting uniting everything and i think the thing we're finding most annoying about it the three of us mm. is that there is a, a british narrator that is constantly piping up through this game he's the only guy that's piping uh, up yeah so yes. any cutscenes that you have any new characters that you meet they speak in gibberish which is subtitled like banjo kazooie style yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's but then the narrator yeah. comes over the top and goes he's telling you that this is what you should do and it it it's becomes awful. infuriating mm. immediately. An insane decision because it means none of the characters have any character to them because mm-hmm. you've only got one personality that you're interacting with at any point. Which, and it's a grating one. It's it's a real shame that the characters don't have that personality through the voice because visually they're great. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a really creative game visually. I love the customization and like you said, Nox, like mm. putting more points into strength and you like the character looks tougher but also putting more points into like psionics or whatever their brain gets bigger like yeah that's fun that's cool stuff and like the pre-existing characters or the you know the the designed ones are pretty creative and they're fun and they're like you know it's a fantastic mr fox like give those characters fun good voices yeah i'm yeah. gonna like that and just the gibberish voices is fine because my right. my guess as to why they've done this is so that they only have to translate it with one actor Right. When they translate it. That's purely a guess, but it does cut down on that. Right. But it just has such a negative impact it, on But yeah, if they just the spoke mm. gibberish and then you're watching it subtitled, it wouldn't matter. Fine. You don't yeah. need to have English speaking voices or like, like you know it's having this guy that's vis- visually and audibly full of personality, like looks interesting and goes has like a specific noise yeah. that right. they make. And then it's like yeah, basically what he says is uh, go over there. Yeah. Like yeah. the narrator doesn't even seem to give a shit about trying to put that personality that they clearly have onto them. Right. Just that that getting a summary of what someone said is very frustrating, even in real life. If someone's like, yeah, they told you to come around at three. And they're like, but no, what did they say though? Yeah. Did they say come around at three? Or they're like, oh, maybe he could show up at three. Like be specific. Yeah. And it's and also like the Tell me exactly. <laughs> I cannot handle this. I need no. to know when I'll be five minutes late for. <laughs> it's also just like a weird step removed from the, the world because like Completely it, it is takes such this rich yeah. world and it's like well, who's this narrator? Like, am I? Am I? I'm sort of out of the the idea that I'm like right. currently experiencing and like immersing myself in this world. It's yes. like, so am I? Am I reading a storybook? Am I watching this as a thing that's like already happened? Like, why is this being narrated? It just no. completely mm. takes you out of the world and makes you feel like you're observing in on something rather than this is an avatar for you and your decisions. Totally, yeah. no justification for it given, and then throws a lot of stuff at you like. There's a lot of, you know, it's a very sort of kids' fantasy novel type of thing to change the word mother to moomah because mm-hmm. it's a right. crazy world. One you foo. Don't, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you don't know what any of those fucking words mean, yeah. though, yeah. when you're doing it. So, like, instead of saying, oh, turn that wheel over there, turn that twirly curly or whatever, like, they've yeah. just got... They, I, maybe that's just an English thing. I don't know. They, but they, do, they So they developed Mad Max, and that game came out, I think... Just before or like really close to Fury Road coming out. Mm-hmm. And Fury Road, I guess this was in the previous Mad Max movies. Yeah, it was. But the language stuff was yeah. different, like Guzzoline and all that stuff. But that was very foregrounded in Fury Road. Yeah. And it was done well. Like it's a very fine line to tread of being sort of lame and corny and cheesy mm. and like a fun, interesting addition to the world. And they did that stuff in, in the game, in the Mad Max game. It's all in there as well. Yeah. But it's obvious what it means. Like it's always very mm. close approximations of what the word would have been in our time, you know, 100 mm. years ago, pre-apocalypse. And it's not done in like a cartoony, kiddie, comic-y sort of way. And the effect is just completely the opposite where that is immersive and this one completely takes you out of yeah. it. Yeah. Like there's, um, we were talking about this in the chat, there's a, a character that you meet early on mm. who is yeah. dressed up as Elvis. And he's going, oh. Yeah, and his little gibberish is like all that. And so first of all, like why? Like yeah. who cares but why? Mm. But then, yeah, so he's, you've got all this visual stuff but then his the subtitles and what the narrator is saying is just straight up <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, Elvis just said um you go know, over there and look in that pile of yeah, weeds. Yeah, there's no personality the, yeah, in the actual nothing. like so, translation so of the dialogue and if this yeah if if it had have been 
yeah, Banjo-Kazooie style and they actually had put some flavour into the text mm. and built this out, then it would feel really – it would feel great. And, I, I mean, my personal taste would be I wish they had just – Fully gone in the direction of going, let's make a Street Sharks style, like right. dumb, mutant animal, 90s style, mm. kind of let's let's really riff on that and just make it sort of dumb and, mm-hmm. and very silly. Because they're not quite weird, that far like, and they're mm. not quite at the point where they're serious about it. It's a weird tone it's anyway. It's really like earnest, like orchestral yeah. score that comes in. And the Tree of like Life stuff weird looking fucking so rabbit mum, yeah. like very early on, yeah. dies in a flashback. You're like, okay, I don't give yeah. a shit about that weird looking creep. <laughs> it's, they, they throw Who's a lot Mamuma? of you. They, they throw so much stuff at you at the start of like story stuff, then flashbacks, tutorial like, stuff as well. Uh, we don't understand the world yet, let alone mm. who you were as a child and what weird things you're learning, like abilities and like mm. just like drop us in. And yeah, tonally, I would be happy for it to be a, a sort of earnest post-apocalyptic. Thing with animals, yeah, and lean into some like movie tropes, but don't make Elvis one of the side. Ca- you know, it's just very like weird. having an anthropomorphic animal be a character in a game that's treated seriously is enough of a fun idea. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Don't add then, this other stuff yeah. on top. And Elvis is fine if he doesn't come out of nowhere when the whole lead up to that has been like the world's over and the yeah, world and then it's like what? Dying. Why, the did, why is one? this rat obsessed with Elvis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how did he learn about Elvis? That's our box cover pull quote. Why is this rat obsessed with Elvis? Three stars. It's honestly, yeah, because it's such a shame because all of that stuff really detracts from your motivation to engage with the kind of fun stuff that's in there. Like, yeah. it's not a terrible game. I don't think it's the best thing, but it feels like a remaster of like a PS2 or N64 era game. Yeah, yeah. It really feels like the kind of, yeah, weird thing that came out around that era where... Yeah, yeah, and we also should say that like from from in the past when we've had these kinds of issues with games, like we all know from then looking in our Facebook group and the Discord and Mm -hmm. and, uh, like listeners of ours that have been playing these games where we felt like that the writing is corny or that the tone is off. Mm. I think we, you know, we, the three of us for whatever reason, and that sort of stuff bothers Mm. us more than it tends to bother our listeners. So your mileage on this will probably be quite different. And if you do just want like a fun uh, open world thing that is at least in terms of its characters and setting, it is doing something pretty different to what else is out there and it is trying something pretty new. So, yeah, maybe it is – yeah, maybe it is worth a go because I don't think any of us think that it's terrible. No. It's just I find myself not really wanting to put it on again because – the the narr- there's a setting in the <laughs> options where mm. you can choose how often the narrator pipes up and I put it all the way down to zero and I swear to God, he's chiming in more, yeah. almost as if the game is trying to spite me for silencing him. <laughs> the it's game bizarre. is a little buggy, so it could be that, but there's another yep. setting in the uh, options where you can just turn off speech volume. Mm. And I've got in and done that right. and he never speaks. There's subtitles, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. And the, the that fun- has made it a lot more enjoyable with that change and yeah. skipping every cutscene. Yeah. It is a decent Assassin's Creed style game. It is very much if you if you like that type of thing, that open world um you know throwing everything in the bucket that they can think of. Yep. But it all plays kind of similarly, but it can be relaxing. Uh, like it is that game and it's a not terrible one at yeah. all, but fucking turn all the voices off in my opinion. I th- yeah, it's you still have to skip twice. Because yeah. you skip the voiceover and you skip the, the you subtitle skip the after that. You gibberish and the subtitle. And it, you can and so the, easily, because yeah, yeah. the gibberish goes beep, 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 beep yeah. for like two seconds. Yeah. And if you take a second to skip, you've just skipped over the text that pops up. Yes. There's <laughs> lots of little little weird glitchy kind of things at, like that. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, yeah, they've been, they've been working on this game for a long time and it feels like, yeah, like you said, that they've had a bit of trouble kind of just yeah. nailing it. And I feel bad for them like the timing that it's coming out as well because I, I kind of found myself going like, oh, I wish they had just committed in one direction more solidly to this kind of like goofy animals idea because I, I would like to play a game like this that looks good and has good environments and mm. it's fun animals and you're doing shooting and then I realised, oh, yeah, Ratchet and Clank is out in two weeks right. and yeah. I'm, I'm going to get that from that. So and it's it'll like, be more directed, mm. I think, yeah. Just- yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like I, f- I feel like there's just kind of enough 
different sort of things have come out yeah. around the same time as this that are sort of like negatively, you know, not that you can control this kind of stuff, but yeah. you always feel a bit bad when you realise something is going up against a sort of similar toned kind of thing that's probably going to do it a bit more effectively. Well, yeah. and as the same thing in terms of gameplay really where this is doing the Assassin's Creed thing yeah. where yeah. there's like a bunch of different uh, options for you, but it's kind of too much. Yeah. It makes it just a little confusing at times or like... Because it's all fairly simple, but there's just so much of it that you lose track of and like, here's yeah. the crafting, here's my one type of power, here's my other type of power, here's the, the leveling up the thing. It's very Mass Effect, but it's, uh, again, it, it pales in comparison, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. It's like, well, like I was trying to use the powers today. I was like, why are they not shooting? And one of them's like, oh, when you dash this, it's like, oh, okay, this is not, is not clear enough. Like yeah. if you're going to have powers, just make it shoot a fireball or something. Right. Um, I also don't like the sort of interface stuff. It looks like Fortnite. And that's been pointed out by other people. Like the font is Fortnite. It's very sort of childlike or cartoony. Yeah. And again, yeah, like... Just small things like you can't get rid of your quest tracker. Yeah. So you've always got one on. And so you can never really just go free roam around without a a little thing. Really small. But Mm. when you're noticing a lot of things being not quite there, it all kind of stacks up. You you can't save your game when you're in the middle of one of the childhood flashback sequences. (laughs) That's like, no, you are doing this in one sitting. Otherwise, you'll go off and you'll do other stuff and you'll forget the law that we're trying to teach you about. This is a memory. (laughs) You cannot abandon a memory. They're there forever. They Uh, weren't saved states 15 years ago <laughs> so there's not save states in the world of this game 15 years ago yeah yeah if you love that type of open world game this yeah. is decent that, and the th- i that. think it's it's not just us because all the reviews have sort of yeah mentioned the sort of tonal things and the the sort of strange storytelling and the vibe and stuff but it's the kind of thing where it does come down to taste and if you find the mm. narrator very charming, which I can see that happening. Like, yeah. I liked Stephen Fry narrating Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy well, it's Stephen Fry 15 years ago. giving you the little Big Planet tutorials is right. what it made me think of. Right. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I, I did like that back then. Maybe your taste will align with this now. And, like, there's yeah. enough elements of, like, comic booky stuff, um, the sort of humour, you know, some That's people can find it humorous. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, um, yeah, I, this yeah. this really feels to me something like, because I think it's it's a... At the moment, it's like a 67 on Metacritic. I think it's like 6.57. I can definitely see this being the sort of thing that gets these kind of reviews when it first comes out because it's being judged by, you know, press who play everything. Mm -hmm. But it's the sort of thing you can imagine in a a year to two years' time finding out that it's got this, like, big cult following. I can see, like, the people that that don't care about any of that stuff, that don't play everything, that haven't played the last few... Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed's mm. it's ju- it just like resonating a lot deeper and, and and it being a thing that like really finds a pretty hardcore audience. Yeah, it's got I could the, imagine v- mm. the vibe of one of those games that came out during the two thousands, like a lot of the time out of Europe, like a game called Boiling Point. I remember was one of them where they were really off the grid games mm. that were pretty broken, but they did one thing that people liked enough that yeah. or like it just locked in with whatever puzzle jigsaw piece someone had in their hand. Mm. I I struggle to imagine this being quite that game for a lot of people because I think it's doing the stuff it does the best. It is still doing at not probably enough of a level or it's not different enough from an Assassin's Creed or something where I, so I could see if you love Assassin's Creed, maybe you like this game even less mm. because it's not doing that stuff you like quite to the level that other things well, do. Does that yeah. make sense? And yeah, I think it's but kind I, of I do think that people who love Assassin's Creed love all these games. Well, yeah. That's what yeah, I yeah, yeah. sort of found when I sort of go d- diving into the comments looking for the, the, you know, the general sort of groundswell of opinion. Yeah. Like, people who love these collectathon open world games, specifically the, the Ubisoft ones, mm. Do seem to love them all. Like right. that immortal... What was it called? Gods gods and Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People love that. Like yeah. it did okay with reviews, but like it seemed like the people who sought it out, bought it and played it, not to review it, really enjoyed it. This is to Assassin's Creed what Immortals Phoenix Rising is to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, it's yeah. just everything's not done to quite the same degree and there's elements of the story that are bad decisions, mm. in my opinion. In a different way for this one, where yeah. like it's it's not that the writing necessarily, it's just that the way the writing is delivered completely doesn't let you enjoy any of the writing because it's not there. Yeah, then that, yeah, everything else. I think I'd be, I think I'd probably be fine to just chip away through it. And I, ge- yeah. I guess I can turn that off, but it's like everything else you can kind of go, oh okay, yeah. But the narrator is just like such a 
such a baffling stylistic choice. Like everything yeah. else I can sort of go, oh, it's a matter of taste and whatever. But mm. the narrator, just like the frequency of it and the and the way that it pulls you out is. But knowing that you can turn that Turning off. Turning that off. It's like, yeah. just and do that. Getting past those first maybe three hours where it's like a little guided. Mm. Yeah. And getting properly into it being an open world game where you're going around and doing random side quests that you get by moving around. I've really enjoyed it a lot more. Mm. As yeah. That. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's, I would say yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I feel like as happens a bit, we're being a little negative because we can't look past this thing that we find sort of obnoxious and tedious about it. But yeah, I think it'll have its audience out there. So I agree. Yeah, at the very least, in a few months' time when it's on sale or whatever, like it's it's definitely worth dipping in in that if in that love- respect when you've got a bit of a la- like a bit of a break in your schedule and yeah. you want something new to play and if you like this kind of style of thing because it is. Bits of it are very creative and unique, and it's. I think it's worth checking out based on that alone. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, if you love that type of game, the open worldy Assassin's Creed Mad mm. Maxi type of thing, um, and it does adding the gun. You might like it. That's that. I do like some of the combat. Like, yeah, well, I, I like most of the combat. I like some of the combinations of existing mechanics, like mm. the gun, the melee, the dodge. Like, maybe the powers aren't super intuitive, but. It's, yeah, I think if it, you take away the tonal weird stuff yeah, mm. and it pops up on Game Pass or, you know, it's a half price sale in six months. I Because I loved Mad Max and no one else did in the world, apparently. <laughs> like, it just came and went and reviews were pretty average. Again, like sixes, sevens. Yep. But the combination of, like, car combat and exploration and the setting... That was like enough for me to love the game. Yeah. And I didn't even like, you know, the story or the dialogue in that game. So I can see this really hitting with some people. Yeah. Maybe. Because it I, feels good and it looks good. And yeah. some people, yeah, don't care about all the other stuff that's on top of it. So, yeah. yeah. That is something else I keep seeing when I look for reactions to this. People being like, I don't care about video game stories. I just want to play it. I skip every cutscene. Like, yeah. Well, you probably like this game. I mean, if you're doing that already, brain. then <laughs> yeah. yeah, like. Go go nuts, I suppose. Yeah, but it, I, I I still don't think any of the gameplay stuff quite gets anywhere high uh, to a high point. Like mm. all that everything removed, it's like a seven out of ten type of thing where right. it's like, okay, this is fine. Um, but the, then the story stuff drags it down just because it's so in your face early on as well, yeah. and mm. it's so constant that you kind of can't skip it. So even if you're trying to avoid it, you kind of can't. But like it's 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 a decent thing of what it's trying to do. So if you love that type of genre, maybe you'll get something out of this. But yeah, I would, yeah. Uh, not bother with it otherwise. Uh, we'd, so we'd been talking about this in the chat a little bit and then, uh, Ben, you said that uh, you were like, oh, it'd be good to, you know, if we have a game to talk about that we uh, are enjoying. Because, yes. you know, it's not... We don't want to put out something where we just kind of shit on games for an entire hour. Yeah. And that really got in my head and I was like, okay, yeah, I should, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm not hating Biomutant, but I'm, not, I'm certainly not feeling too compelled by it and I don't just want to, yeah, have a whole episode of being purely negative about a game yeah so that really inspired me to kind of like go hunting for something that Mm. i was going to enjoy this week and um i have i think i've near i don't know how far into it i am i get the feeling that i've maybe nearly finished it uh playing there is no game oh really which i saw uh i think it's just recently out on switch i've been playing it on the ipad Mm -hmm. um it it kind of put me off initially because of the I don't know, the title of it seemed like it was going to be, you know, one of these things that's kind of trying too hard to be, like, funny or... Bit of a Stanley Parable type yeah, of vibe. Yeah, that, that sort of vibe. But Stanley um, Parable vibe is really good, by the way. I, I never liked that. I I, I I thought it was done very well. Again, it has a British narrator. Yeah. But it's a good one. And it is very... It's, a, it's just a game about games, about playing games and designing games. It's very meta. Right. Yeah. I, I just... I, I kind of got... Just I from the title and the vibe of the trailer <laughs> and everything, I got a bit of like an balls kind of <laughs> sure. vibe from this, which I thought. But it is... Um, I don't want to go too specific mm. on it because I think what's so fun and great about it is just not knowing what you're going to get out of this game. Yeah. It is... I think it's really funny. Yeah, me too. And I think it's really creative and interesting and cool. And basically, the very start of the game is you boot it up and there is a voice. It's so much so much narrators this week. Uh, yeah. What is this a British narrator again? He's Is it? Is yeah. he Russian? He's, oh yeah, right. He's European in some in some form. It's like, it's, yeah, right. I'll, it's a deeper voice, right? I don't remember yeah. exactly what the accent is. But it's yeah. basically, there's a title screen and there's a voice going, nah, fuck off. Mm. No, 
sorry, just you may as well just turn it off, mm. turn the system off, don't bother. And then it's basically up to you to work out what to do on this title screen to get get something else to happen. Mm. And then basically it is essentially a point and click game, but it is very meta, it's very referential to other video games and tropes of playing games mm. and it yeah it just it references like specific genres it references like weird specific things about playing games in the 90s yeah it's funny in its own right and it's also funny the jokes that it's making about gaming i think it might be one of if not the only thing i've played where i i just genuinely have no idea what's going to happen mm. moment to moment oh. not just in a story beat way but in terms of presentation mechanics it's yeah it's so creative and it's so fun that sounds good because the thing that i didn't like about stanley parable just to like make it clear was that it got quite repetitive like it would start you at the same point and then it would change it later yes but you had to kind of do the same stuff again and again and i felt like okay i kind of get this and then it didn't really swing it right for me at any point but this sounds like the antithesis to that where like i really i i would love to do wiggling you. I, I really would it's love really to quiggling and wiggling <laughs> you, yeah. Is it, if it's wiggling you about then hey it's i i yeah I one would minute echo it's that. wiggling one minute it's quiggling yeah i love to both <laughs> <laughs> I, it de- you absolutely have no idea what's going to happen next i really really like that about That's it cool. and like i probably only poured like 90 minutes into it uh if that but it's, you know, that's like a movie. To get <laughs> to the end, like, you finished it or? I don't think I finished it. Oh, no. right, okay, yeah. I was just fucking around with it. And, yeah, it's really fun. It, the sort of, yeah, that, that sort of undercutting tropes of, like, real point and click stuff. If you pick this thing up and you're like, well, what do I do with this? Oh, it must interact with that. No, it doesn't interact with that. And then you just, it's like a lateral thinking puzzle the whole yeah. way through. It's also got a really nice system in it where there's a little button on the side where you can just get a hint whenever you want. Yes. And it doesn't make you feel like you're... Like shortchanging yourself, it's just like, hey, you know what? If you're bashing your head against a wall and you feel like you've tried to combine everything together and mm. you can't quite do it, mm. just here you go. No, and I've I've been doing that a bit of just like, yep, you know what? I've, I feel like I've tried everything, and you know, it's it is cool how it just like, it just gives you that and it makes it because it's it's about the the whole kind of sensory weird mm. experience of like being trapped in this game. I really would recommend. It's. I bought it on the iPad. It's like eight bucks. Right. Um. I really would recommend diving in without looking at a trailer or screenshots. Right. Or it's really best just going in and and giving yourself over to this weird experience of a game that is talking to you, telling you that there's nothing there to play, and then all this stuff kind of unraveling on from it. There's so many like cool, funny, specific things about it that I would. I'd. I'd love to do like a spoiler chat about it at yeah. some stage. Maybe if we all cool. finish it, because there is enough. To talk about getting into the nitty gritty, but yep. like, yeah, I think like, I, I yeah, I couldn't recommend it more. Mm. It's 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 really really impressive stuff, and I yeah, for something that just yeah, the title of it really put me off for a bit because yeah. it just seems a bit I, I don't know. It has a just, subtitle right as well. Wrong dimension, and it's like it's just one game. <laughs> I think like why this, is there... so it's like a sequel to a game jam game that the same oh, person right. made. So okay. they made like a short version of this because we talked about it on a friend of the show Andrew Levins's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and him the other all day. The it's called games. all the small games. And he does go into more detail about what happens in the thing, so maybe think about that. Just okay. you can skip over it. But um, for such a short experience, yeah, don't spoil any of it. If go, you, yeah, you go, yeah, go in blind because it, yeah. it. One of the, yeah, the first like three kind of main things that happen, I was just like, oh fuck yeah, this yeah. is so cool. It's so I, fun when someone has such creative ideas. Yeah, it reminded me hearing about it of like those old. Like either flash games or they were just games based in a website where there would be a puzzle on the thing yep. and you had to like change the URL to solve the puzzle oh, and then yeah. sometimes you'd have to copy paste an image to somewhere, you know, like it's mm-hmm. it's heaps of that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It is it's basically and again, I don't want to get too specific because it's it's great to go in blind, but it is it's LucasArts point and click style adventure but just set across all these different weird formats of that. Yeah. So it's not just like your you know, Walking a detective it, yeah. in a room, like trying to, it's like really like meta, like different little screens of, of yeah, very, very creative and different stuff. Cool. Yeah. 
I played a couple of small puzzle games that I'll talk about mm. uh, very quickly because I mentioned them on that other podcast too. Uh, the Room VR. I yeah. think I've talked about the Room games on here before. They're puzzle games, um, and they're fucking sick. Uh, they're your favorite franchise. Like maybe yeah. they're all quite short, but it's just you get a bunch of puzzle boxes in a room, and you got to fiddle with little gadgets on them to open the box. Yeah, you quiggle oh, the gadgets. What yeah, more you- do you want than a bit of wiggling and quiggling on a little <laughs> tiny box that anyone's guesses what's in there? Yeah, yeah. Yep. probably something weirdly. Like Gwyneth Paltrow's head, mystical could be, <laughs> could be. Okay, you don't know. People are capable of anything, and that's the point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a VR version, um, and it's it's just as good as the iPhone. Yeah, ones. I should uh, mm. I should try it. I should give it a go. It's very yeah. cool. And uh, Manifold a, Garden, oh, which you guys talked about a mm. while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just want to echo that that is a good puzzle game. Fun yeah. aesthetic, like yeah. good, interesting. I haven't seen it's. Well, it's sort of like um, what's that one on the iPhone? And you like rotate Angry Birds <laughs> The weather Twitter <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Stocks no, no Monument Valley Yeah It's uh, simple Blocky But n- like stylistic yeah. Visual aesthetic It reminds me of Antichamber Which came out like Eight years ago Or something right. now Which I didn't really like Because I kept Completely losing track of where I was mm. because it's all that non-Euclidean geometry. Oh, mm, that's a term I knew before seeing it <laughs> once in an IGN review. Wow, mm. definitely. That's not where I learn knowledge. <laughs> is from IGN review. Oh my god! I learned about uh, what's funny from IGN reviews. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it it's it's just weird big spaces where you're moving around in confusing cool ways Up and the affecting walls. gravity. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's a fun game. I played a. Uh, These a- are everywhere too. I'm just to right. buy a mutants on the PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Mm-hmm. Just figure this is helpful for some people if they get their information from someone who gets their information from IGN reviews. <laughs> yeah, there is no game. I think is on. It's on the Switch. It's on the it's on PC, App Store, Windows, and Mac OS, Android, yeah. and iOS, Nintendo Switch. Fuck yeah. Not on PS and Xbox? No, but it is yeah, not. Every, not there is no game. Get it, and it, it doesn't really lend itself to playing it on a TV. No, it's great it's, on the iPad. It yeah. works really well with a touchscreen. Cool. Just the like point and clicky, drag, mm-hmm. drop kind of thing. Um, I've been playing a game that I believe is only out on the Switch uh, called Tiger Trio. It is a puzzle game made by a company called Oink Games who primar- primarily make board games. Right. Right. Uh, this again. This was recommended to me uh, last night by friend of the show Andrew Levins. Uh, this it, is a direct recommendation. You didn't just listen to his podcast. No, this this came in the form <laughs> of a direct message. Ooh, oh. like a Facebook in. Messenger app. Okay, <laughs> okay. I got my recommendations from him over a Zoom call that was recorded. So, <laughs> you know who's in the lead of the race here? Yeah, there was some filthy images attached to that DM. <laughs> let me just say um, the horny dad himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's it's got like a really neat cartoony little style that's right up my alley. And it is um, you're a, you're a, uh, you're a little family of cats that run a little sushi van food truck what thing. What sort of cult? What sort of class are these mm. cats? Mm. Like, are they lower class cats or are they more like upper class sort of, you know, well to do? Mm. What's the weight situation on the cats? Like Aristocats. <laughs> are they fat cats or? Yeah, they're fat cats. It's <laughs> okay. set in Canberra. <laughs> I didn't even remember the word fat cats. I was thinking Aristocats. Means the same thing. Yeah, nice. Wow. Um, Anything funnier than that in this game? They're hot and I want to fuck them, if okay. that's what you're asking. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so they run a little, it's a little uh, sushi food truck mm-hmm. and it's basically. They eat all the sushi. I know. You can't trust a cat in a sushi food truck. One of them does. Oh, oh the bad the boy of the group. Yeah. It's basically one of those kind of food service little puzzler games where you've got little conveyor belt. Oh, great. People down the end who are like, I want this many of this type of sushi. Yep. And you've basically got to um, set up a series of ramps to maybe transfer the oh. right coloured sushi across to the right customer. Right. And then you've got... Uh, oh, like a like a p- pipe puzzle yeah, game. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And then you've also got, you can deploy... Um, a cat who will either add sushi to the plate and then there's another cat who will eat sushi off the plate ah. to get the right number and the right colour. And, um, yeah, it's that Ooh. it's that sort of thing that, you know, you've seen a bunch of times before, yeah. but the package is just, it's very... It's very cute. It's very whimsical. It's got yeah, kind right. of like weird sort of... You want to see a cute, whimsical package. 
Oh, I, I did last <laughs> night when Andrew Levins messaged me <laughs> <laughs> this recommendation for this game. But uh, yeah, I, I love this style of game. It's yeah. um, it's it's yeah, it's got tunnel levels in it. Um, it's tunnel I, levels. Whoa. <laughs> Fuck so she's yes. got to go underneath. Might go underground. Well, maybe, maybe it escalates into that later on in the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are a bunch of levels, I hear. <laughs> yeah, I think escalates. It, that gets you from level to level. There you go. An escalator. Mm. Well, it's it's on the switch, so you could just play it in handheld mode while on an escalator. <laughs> okay. we're, we're having a bit of a play with language this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having a little bit of fun with what you can do with language. Hey, mm. when you're locked down, language is all you have, baby. Man, I, I, I'm feeling the stress so much. <laughs> Of yeah. What's gonna happen? Though. Yeah, I've I've felt I've felt all the kind of manic energy mm-hmm. coming back in the last yeah. in the last forty eight hours. I can feel my eyes are slightly wider, but not in an interested <laughs> way. Just like in a like end of two thousand one, a space odyssey way. Oh yeah. Uh, when I saw of, that baby, <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> having oh, just, weird space adventures. Oh, just oh. quickly wrap. Tiger Tree, I really recommend it. Yes. Great little puzzler. If you like that style of game, um, it's, yeah, it's it's the the, the whole like um, presentation of it is very charming. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. really enjoying it. Switch only, you reckon? Switch only, I think, at this point. Fair enough. Like but, a yeah. single player overcooked, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of space adventures and manic energy mm. and tension, I've been playing, uh, yeah, I told you guys last night, I've played 12 hours now of Returnal. Yes. And I am really loving it and I'm really annoyed that I'm not better at it. Yeah, yeah I'm, right. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm on track for like where I should be, but I'm like 12 hours in, second biome, got to the second boss, mm. um, and loving the aesthetic, loving the haptic stuff. Like, I can't emphasize enough, and you guys mentioned it, mm. it really elevates this to make it feel like a next-gen game. Like yeah. It's the best... Or it's... Uh, Astrobot was Astrobot cool, was creative, but, but it's it wasn't... Like, this is integrated It's a pack-in. It feels more yeah. like a demo. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It's deliberately doing that, right? Yeah. But yeah. this is just a, a game game. And it elevates the existing gameplay. Like, yeah. it doesn't... It's not distracting or gimmicky. It's just fun. And, like, even just the... You know, when you hold X to skip a cutscene and it goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. it's just really fun. It, it's it's very immersive. Like the when you regenerate and there's like a boop 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 and like a little buzz. It like it's just it 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 backs up and it supports the interface and the aesthetic and the gameplay really really well. Well, Agreed. you weren't getting this uh, out of Adam because you've been playing with headphones, but I mentioned that one of the things I love about it is the. The little noise to tell yes. you that your um, alt weapon is charged again, yep. coming out of the uh, controller, which yeah. is just such a small thing. But mm. the fact that it doesn't get lost in the sound of the actual game, and you just always know, and it and it also happening like right in front of you, just yeah. really does make you feel like you're. It's so immersive. The raindrops on the controller, like I know that's like almost the most gimmicky thing of it all, but it's I don't know. It just it helps you get immersed into this game, which becomes really immersive and really tense mm. and exciting. And I just keep getting wrapped up in every single run. Like, I don't like that it's a roguelike because right. I am frustrated that I'm not... Like, I am getting better at it, but I am not getting sort of um, uh, exponentially further into the game yeah. as it, as it like, aligns with my uh, ability to play the game getting right. better. You know, it's like I should... I feel like I should be much further into this game. And you can crap out just based on your skills getting better, but you're just having a bad bad luck with, like, yep. what's been generated. You can die quite yeah. quickly to some enemies yeah. and stuff I, like that. I still yeah. haven't been able to get past the first boss and right. have only gotten up to it a handful of times. But I feel like if I was able to just just focus on that every time, yes. then, yeah, I would have made great progress to it. I kind of had the same thing where I'm a bit annoyed that I can't just... Yeah. Teleport just there. Get, just get sort of through can. the you game. Get, yeah. You get upgrades that once, do make it you, quicker for you. Once you get to the second biome, you can pretty much get there very quickly. Mm. But the sort of trade-off there is that if you want to be able to beat the second boss or even get to it, because there are enemies that appear in that second biome mm. that are quite harder than everything else they teleport around and they're like fighting almost like an equivalent of you that you know they're quite difficult yeah to get good enough to get even there it is recommended that you do most of the first biome you want to ramp up your weapon proficiency you want to get your health extended or doubled even if you can get it that much like you can get uh, regenerative items that you know there's a whole bunch of stuff you you do damage you heal yeah with you but that makes it more repetitive than it already was, mm. which is, yeah, like the big drawback for me is that 
the first time I played through the Overgrown Ruins, I'm like, wow, yeah. this is a great environment. It's so detailed graphically. It probably is the best game I've played so far ever. Um, the atmosphere is great. Again, the, the rain and the enemies that appear, the story stuff, the language that you decode. Mm. The first time you find the house yes. is a cool moment. The second time you find the house. Like, that stuff unfolding is the really third? fun. Not yet. Okay. The fifth? Oh. The twelfth? I don't know how many there are. But the I get like the twelfth time you see the house that is just the first, you know, like the twelfth time you run across it and the door's locked and you're like, oh, okay, not progressing through the story yet. It does start to kind of drag. And I just have wish... you been in the house? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but you know when you when you go back into when you find the house again right. on a subsequent lock- run after yeah. you've done it for the first time. It you can't go the second in second time. The yeah, house. You, you can't yeah. go in every time the, the house pops up. Maybe not every single time, but there are multiple instances of going inside the house yeah. and having different things happen. But in yeah, the yeah. same biome? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But like I come have come across the house thirty times and right, I've been in, right, right. You know, I've been in, been I guess I just twice. haven't done that many runs. I got very lucky on beating the first boss in like the second run through. Right. And I died like very quickly in the first one. So like basically the first one, so it, it the pace of it felt different to me to what that pace actually ends up being. Yeah, yeah. Later on, because I did, I got to the first boss on my second run as well and died, and then it took hours to beat it. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like it is my big issue with the game is that it's a roguelike, mm. and it's a shame because I want to see what happens. I don't want to just watch your let's play. Like, yeah. I'm loving that the tangible gameplay of this game is so fun that. I want to, and it's like tense. And when you do beat a boss or get even further than you got last time, like you're like humming with excitement. Like it is yeah. very satisfying. Yeah. And it's weird because the bit that grates on the on the subsequent runs isn't the combat because no. the combat is basically it's like playing Gallagher or whatever where you could just do it infinitely. Really, yeah, because yeah. it's so it's so fun. Yeah, that it's that's what you want to. It's the exploration stuff and the moving around the environment and being like, I know what this is going to kind of be. And also that's a bit that starts grading on the sub. Yeah. The, the procedurally generated room stuff, there's like five different rooms right. in each biome. Like yeah. they're just a series of the same rooms that you'll see over and over again, which is like very rewarding or exciting when you like get out of a big fight and you're like, Oh, this room is just a treasure chest. Yeah. Thank yeah. fuck. Yeah. And I'm one step closer to the next goal. But yeah, the the and it's good that you get like you're like oh, I know how this arena works. I know where to run. I know where to you know fuck yeah. around. But it's not infinite or anything like that. But yeah, I just wish that I had gotten f- like twelve hours in this kind of game. Mm. Usually, the, where I'd tap out or hope that it would be ramping up to you'd the be, end. Yeah, a lot of like yeah, you'd be getting near the end. Yeah, you'd hope so. This was just a third person standard. Yeah. fifteen hours. Yeah, about average. But I'm like two thirds of the way. No. Sorry, I'm one third. one third of the way through. When you beat that boss, you are one third of the yeah. way through. So there's yeah. six biomes? I think there's six and then maybe okay. like a boss or something. Right. I can't right. quite remember what it is because I haven't finished it. I kind of ended up flopping off. Yeah, and it's a shame. Going, <laughs> Was that good for you too, Returnal? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I feel the same way. I don't feel mm. like I'm ever going to get to the end of it. I feel yeah. like I'm just, it's going to be something that I dip in with here and there. And that's probably fine. Like, I feel like I just incrementally over time will still get my money's worth out of it. Mm. But it's the sort of skill-based type of thing, though, where, it, you know, your skills will wear off over time. So yeah, it's that's hard true. to dip back in. Because there's less... I mean, generally in these kinds of games, I think Hades was the first thing that really did it that had a story in it. And generally these types of games, they're just very arcadey and there's not mm-hmm. much in the way of beats that you're uncovering. So it sort of doesn't matter if you just have this fun arcadey game that you kind of do a lot of sessions of for like a short period of time and then you tap out on it. But with this, it's like the whole setting and the story is is cool and interesting mm. and I want to see the rest of it. Yeah. Like I, I want to know what happens. I really like you don't get sort of how immersive and fun and, and good and retro the even menus and shit are mm. just from the trailers and the lead up. Like I did not realise it was going to be so such a cohesive style, a very sort of alien. It's on the level throwback. of alien isolation kind yes. of with its presentation where it, it is really elevated by how much effort it put into that stuff. And the way that the story is conveyed mm. is subtle and fun and mysterious. Hey, I got a new bit of story for you. Subtle just means quiet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the mysterious bit is like, oh, do I? Do I? I've got I've got the first half of a story and then uh, you're going to pass out. Mm-hmm. And then I'll wake you back up 
I'll tell you that we'll rest in four hours. Yeah. See you later. You're going to die 17 times before that. Hey, I'm being being subtle over here by telling you something directly, but at a low volume. the, The way that sort of like the artifacts and the equipment and like I do get how and why this is a roguelike game. Mm. Like the sort of real excitement of running into one of those rooms where you can buy shit or like fabricate it and being Mm. like, all right, I get an astronaut. I'm going to have an extra life and I'll take on the boss in this one. And I might actually, and like that stuff is so rewarding because it's a roguelike. Mm. I just wish that it was a little easier or that you could save during one run. Like one save during one run. Let me go play Yakuza and come back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Suspending, not even saving to reload it, just right. suspending the game in some way other than the system is the biggest floor of that game currently. Yeah, like, it with as you know, everyone, ha- no one can fucking do two hours at a go for sure. Yeah, you know, yep. you might have to do something because yes. very and it's very intense a lot of the time. Too, and that's so. been yeah. the biggest thing putting me off of playing more of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The um, th- I don't think we've ever talked about the adrenaline thing. Is so right. good. You get like you get little power ups for the f- the longer you go, the more enemies you take out without getting hit yourself. Yeah, you get incrementally more and more and more powerful. Mm. And that again, when you see that ramping up, God, you feel good. But like that, that's my biggest thing that turns me off playing this game. Is like, fuck, it feels bad when you do badly. Yep. Like yeah. when you lose that adrenaline or when you die. Yeah, it makes me more filthy than in. <laughs> Anything else I play, and it's just yeah. like that feeling of just going, "You motherfucker!" Just kind of like <laughs> when it's makes one of the me dumb little bastards who get you as well, yeah, exactly. and you're like, oh, I just ignored mistake. you. That was yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's always your fault. Like it's got that totally. perfect thing where it is. You really feel like it's all down to skill. Yeah. at all times, and it's not just like, but it can be demanding. This isn't a game for roguelike fans. This is a game for people who like. Third-person shooters. Arcade. That is so good. The gameplay and the movement, like the exploration, eh, but moving around an arena and shooting and the feedback from the controller, it is so good. That's why I keep playing. First game I've played in a while too where all the different types of weapons are good. Yeah. Where I'm not like, oh, I never want to use this one. Like in Resident Evil 8 or whatever, I never really used uh, like a couple of the weapon types Mm -hmm. because they just don't feel great or they don't work with what you're doing. But all of these... Are good. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Which you, is perfect because you only get to carry one. You'll find yeah, a new yeah, thing true. where you get to like get a new weapon, and it's genuinely hard to be like, ah, fuck. Which I don't know yeah. which whether to take that because I like that one, but I'm, I'm fucking, I'm doing really well with this one at the moment. Yeah, maybe cool. that'll, maybe the new one will kind of put me off a bit, and I'll fuck up this run. Mm. I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there is a great point. Or for me, I found after a, a certain amount of deaths during a play session where you're like. Eh, whatever. I'm starting again. And right. it, it is fun from the start. Like, yeah. that yeah. is the yeah. big tick in its favor is like, okay, I'm back at the ship, but I'm going to run into a room and it's going to feel great, even with a default weapon, to just right. fuck some shit up. And building yourself back up again is still fun. Yes. Every time. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun, you didn't have that with the other game you played. Oh, yeah. Look, I. Metopia is no good. The end. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I, there's much more to say about it. It feels like it's more on the Labo toy end of what Nintendo are producing. It's a 3DS game. Did you know that? This yes. is a, like a yeah. remaster. Yeah. Of, I had no idea until like this week that that was a remaster of a 3DS game. I don't yeah. think there's anyone who's on the fence about this game who's like, I'll see what the reviews say when they come out. It's like, yeah, you, I don't you... think there's anyone going around going like. Metopia's coming out. <laughs> yeah, I is, know. Who is this and for? Like, I read a Kotaku review of it that was like very charitable, but you know, you read between the lines and they're like, this is a shallow game with a weird, you know, series of aesthetic choices. Mm. You don't control really a lot of stuff during the combat. The exploration is automatic. It's just. What do you do? You just sort of move through these 2D like townscapes, talking to people collecting fighters and you're like rescuing people who have had their faces taken. Right. And they've been turned into monsters. And so like you beat a monster and you save that person. But and they get a face back at like a randomly generated me or it downloads one randomly or... The, at the start of the game, you can design uh, all the me's of the townspeople or you can let it be done randomly. Or I think probably you can connect it with friends and get friends, me faces right. and stuff. But yeah, it's really... It just feels like a genuine like four to 12 year olds game like this yeah. right. I don't want to shit on it because it's like 
it just feels like something for kids. Fisher Price has made a very underwhelming <laughs> new yes. construction set. I was able to put it together in fourteen seconds. Mm-hmm. We were saying before the show that the only thing to recommend this game would be if you put <laughs> like Kevin Spacey and like Harvey Weinstein avatars in there. Woody and, Allen. Yeah, made your own Me Too PR. Yeah, that would and be. If the that's thing. the only thing. That's that's <laughs> it. That's and look honestly, that's not. It's not a bad suggestion. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The best thing about this game is the riff we had off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you knew from like watching the trailer of like, ah, oh, you can put your boss in there as the mm. dragon. It's like, okay, if that's yeah, if that's if that's up your alley, then then yeah. go. But again, like I said, you 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 know that you really want to play this, or yeah. you didn't even know it was coming out. There's yeah, there's no there's no one who's like. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll see what the boys think of it and then I yeah. might go in, yeah. Strange one to bother putting back out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it I is really odd. Get it. But, I, I don't know who know, it's for. Um, Nintendo's a fucking bizarre company. Yeah, you know who's uh, a great company? Capcom. Oh, yeah. Because I went back in on Resident Evil 7 this week and it's great. This can't all of a sudden yeah. comes to our Resident house, <laughs> tells us... Yeah. With the game we've been talking about for fucking five years now. Yeah. Fucking Resident Evil 7. You fucking played 2. You played 3. Yeah. You played 4. I've fucking played most, you know. I come into your house. Yeah, and you tell I me want, about Resident Evil leave, 7. I want to leave and I have to find three dog's heads yeah. Yeah. hidden around yeah. the house. Come I'm going to lock you in here, but I'm going to hide the gem to get out in here. Yeah. How does a gem unlock a door? Fuck off, that's how. <laughs> come into our house yeah. in the swamp and tell us how to eat maggots? <laughs> Fuck off. You come to my house. You say you want to fuck my wife. I've been fucking her for years. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fuck her in front of you. So that so should be something that yeah, you like. Yeah, I do like seeing people enjoy things that I liked a few <laughs> years ago. So you know what? I'm glad to hear you fucking like it. We're still talking about the game. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. It it The start is very scary. But uh, similar to eight, like you ease into it and you're like, yeah. okay, I'm more, uh, maybe it's the familiar- familiarity of like, oh, now I know the layout of the house. I know where I'm yep. going to run to if I need to. There's a safe. But yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it is much scarier than eight, I feel like. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, it, it, early on, especially. Yeah. I've gotten to the stuff where you like go in the basement and you're just shooting the molded and it's like, okay, this is maybe not as fun as shooting werewolves, but. Uh, there's still puzzles and there's still, you know, yep. you know, like environmental stuff that will help you. Like it does feel quite satisfying to look around a room and be like, now I know how to do this. Mm. That's free if you've got a PS5, right? It is. On the PS Plus collection thing. It is yeah, indeed, dope. yeah. Everyone should play it. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. You go Give to do go. the 2 remake after this. Yeah, Because the yeah. stuff that you're liking, you're telling me uh, during the week, the stuff that you're liking in 7... That's more present than it was in eight. Is yep. even more present in two. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe even do three first. Oh, bitch! And then two will be an improvement <laughs> oh, over three. Bitch. Oh, you reckon? Maybe because okay. three kind of does two, but worse. Right. Three is just more action. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's very short. Or too. maybe do two, mm. and then if you love two, three is like an okay expansion. Yeah. Pack, which yeah. it kind of was at the time as Three's, well. Three three feels like. DLC three is like we mm. talked about it about a year ago, but yeah. it's like five we talked hours. about it about a fucking year ago, man. <laughs> and you come to us, you come to and you tell me you know what the fuck's going on <laughs> with Nemesis. Well, that's maybe the only thing that's keeping me back from two and three mm. uh, is the Umbrella Corporation stuff and the zombies. Yeah, um, the, my least favorite things about the whole Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just two just does the puzzle stuff and right. absolutely thrashing at a. a an area spending all your time in this basically in this one space. Right. I think it just two, does that so well. Two is the fun version of that stuff too. Right. Where like one and zero have very much like, oh no, this company's made zombies and the zombies are terrifying. But two is a lot more the remake of two at least is a lot more uh having having fun with it. Yeah. You okay. turn up, you're locked in a police station, you're trying to find your way out. A big mutant and guys chasing you. Crawling around a big mutant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the okay. zombies are fun to fight in the way that the werewolves are. Yeah, okay. In the, in in yeah. two. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, good week of gaming. I reckon Returnal, despite my frustrations with my own inability to play it, is like up game of the year contention. I everything about it it's that is like game. next generation. Yeah, yeah, is 
is really fucking good. It's a kind of a shame. I mean, like the fact that it's on the PS5 only means it looks great and everything, but I wish more people could play it because yeah. they can't get their hands on PS5s. But it really is at the point where that is enough to go like, look, you'll play more stuff on the PS5 one day. Mm. Try and get one. Yeah. Get and Returnal, it, yeah. play Ratchet soon. Yes. It, it coming out so early on in the life cycle of the PS5 too does feel like it... Over time, PS5 2. Whoa. What? Holy fuck. Jesus. Have <laughs> you PS got some 10? insider info that we don't know about? <laughs> I think it means it'll over time be one of those things that sort of get, you know, games that come out very early on in a yeah. life cycle mm. tend to sort of get forgotten about. When this like, is 20 bucks on sale in three years, oh yeah. mm. that is a absolute corker. It should what be. What a spanking deal. <laughs> and maybe this is, that's why the, the exclusive platform, it mm. should be getting the same buzz that Hades got. I played a lot of Hades and enjoyed it, but this is the better version for me of of a an elevated roguelike. Yeah, this feels more right. like yeah, it's a, it's weird for a roguelike to be a triple A, but it feels triple A. Yeah, Hades still very much is great, but it still very much feels like an indie game. Yeah, right? Smart came out and said this week as well. Like our plan is to make more stuff like Returnal of that level. Yeah, so not to go back to this quick little super stardust or whatever. Yeah, cool. But uh, so that'll be cool to see what they do next. Yeah. Speaking of what we're going to do next. GTFO. <laughs> well, I'm going to say real quick, they're making a new Time Splitters because it won't take much time to tell you about that because yes. I'm already done. <laughs> That's all they said. It's like Free Radical or the people who made the other ones, but they're like, yeah, we'll make it. They're not even making it. Yeah. They will make it. Right. In a few months, they'll start. And I'm going to put on record so that we'll I've, see. I've heard the Final Fantasy Team Ninja Neo game rumour. And if it turns out to be true, we said it here first. <laughs> if it doesn't turn out to be true, I never believed it. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. joking now. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap it up there for this week. You can go to filthycasuals.com.au to find the links to our Patreon. You can get a bonus episode every week if you're on there. You can also get early access to the premium episodes that we do, yes. which you can find on our band camp. Early and free access. Yes, You just get sorry. them in your yeah. RSS feed, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can get onto our Bandcamp to get our premium episodes. We did one recently of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, Before a lot of that, fun. we did Resident Evil. Heaps of franchises and companies and stuff on there that we've uh, that we've dived into. Yeah, if you've been getting angsty about the Uncharted movie screenshots, go re- listen to us talk about Uncharted for yeah. two hours or whatever. Yep. Were there movie screenshots? Yeah, Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg, mustacheless as Sully. Oh, but they're both meant to be younger, right? Yeah, meant to be Uh, early days. I think I said this in our Discord. I'm not. I don't need them to be lookalikes for the characters. No, and I think Tom Holland, he's probably like he's a fun leading man. Yeah, Uh, I think you can do like he's young Indiana Jones. Mm. You know, like that's fine. Mm. Wahlberg has been in some of my favorite movies, but he's. Like wait, but Tom Ta- Tom Holland does have a mustache. No, they've that must. Be or is that from another movie? Yeah, that's probably from that movie he did with the um <laughs> Mr. Mustache Avengers guys. Yeah, Mr. Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me get a look at these photos. I'm gonna live react. Yeah, that just looks like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg standing right. there. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how you can be turned off by that or t- like, it's like, well, yeah, or they're pumped. actors in a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're whatever. They're younger, and they're. I guess their assumption is that they'll. And also, it's not to do with the video. Games are taking that property and making their own thing, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's not like it's a direct continuation. Having so them in cosplay d- does not make it a good movie. That's Spray just, Mark Wahlberg's hair white. Yeah, though. how about that? Yeah, mm. he'd look pretty hot. Mm. I'd let him punch the shit out of me until I was blind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Uncharted and Naughty Dog. I think we do a whole big. Yeah. Discussion on uh, filthycasualspod.bandcamp.com. Yep. Yeah. Also, we've got the Let's Plays that are up on YouTube. It Takes Two, baby. We're doing It Takes Two at the moment. Check that out. Uh, yeah, they've all been, all those videos are really fun. So yeah. if you're wanting to binge something, uh, maybe you got a bit of time coming up if you're in yeah. uh, Melbourne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as of the, who knows? When this comes out, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yes, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. What Tommy just said was that he wanted to wrap the episode up. Will you do it? Yes, or yes, but sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience 
every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.